Welcome back, everyone. We're Simply Bitcoin. We break down the news from Twitter, the daily fail, meme review, software releases, hardware releases, and the websites by plebs or plebs, but really it's the plebs. Anyways, let's go to the numbers. Number time! Number time is brought to you by Bitcoin 2022. It's going to be the largest Bitcoin conference ever. President Bukelo has just announced he's going to speak. It's going to be hosted in sunny, sunny Miami Beach, Florida. And you can take advantage of the link down below for 10% off your tickets to Bitcoin 2022. At the time of this recording, the block height is 714,166. The Bitcoin price, 47,760. Chain rewrite day, 739. Total public lightning capacity, 3,290.15. Moscow time, 2094. Blocks to the halvening, 125,834. Numbers. Uh, numbers. 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 <laughs> always another all-time high in the block height. That's the freaking signal. Hash rate is doing good. Lightning network capacity keeps crawling up, bro. So overall, good, good stuff, Phil. What do you think? There's there's some disappointments, right? Which, there's, which there's is some, what? There's some disappointments because I I do not have I do not have the maple syrup, so I, I I've I've you know I've let down the I've let down the viewers and most importantly I've let down you, Nico. So I will have it for the next episode. Unfortunately, as I told Nico prior to the show. Sadly, the only thing I have is the Aunt Jemima maple syrup, which, as we know, is not maple syrup. So, I can't, so I can't possibly drink that. So, what, <laughs> what were you talking about? You were saying something? Oh, apologize. I was, uh, I wasn't doing anything. At least if you're, at least if we're gonna drink it, we gotta do the right, the the, the real stuff, right? Dr drink what? What are you talking about? I saw that. I saw that. I, you didn't see anything. I saw, I, I definitely yeah. saw the Aunt Jemima bottle. <laughs> what are you talking By the way, it's not called Aunt Jemima anymore. I'm because sorry. Of, oh, but they still put it. They still put it. Wait. They still put it. Look, they still put it. Previously known as Aunt Jemima. Which, so what's it called now? It's called the Pearl Milling Company, which is BS. Like, what a bad name, right? Aunt Jemima was awesome. That doesn't even make you feel good. Like, think about it, good. right? Like, when you, wait, like, think about it, right? Like, Aunt Jemima, like, so this is the whole thing, right? That people don't understand about marketing and brands, okay? Wait, like, it, it these, these brands, okay, they, they were chosen for a reason. They were chosen for essentially, like, the, the, essentially the nostalgia that, that they, that they create, right? Like, the, the same way that, like, when you have, like, uh, you know, I don't know, like, Mrs. Callender's pasta or something like that. You read the back and it's this story about how Mrs. Callender used to home make the pasta on her, you know, out front next to the stone, you know, and all that good stuff. And, and you, and obviously you're eating this garbage and it's not good for you. And it's nothing like that stone ground anything. Okay. But, but it, it brings these things up in your head. Yeah. Okay. Like it's, it's all about that. This is what people don't understand. So for me, going back to the original thing, Pearl Stone Milling Company, that makes me feel like I'm in prison and I'm not enjoying my maple syrup. Yeah. It's, it's some <laughs> it's like, B list type of maple syrup. I feel like I'm not buying Aunt Jemima's. Right. I feel like I'm buying some B-list crap, right? It, it, it's a shitcoin maple syrup. It's a shitcoin maple syrup. That's freaking confirmed. But anyways, guys, <laughs> okay, back, to bit, back to Bitcoin. Check, Bitcoin. check this out. Um, really cool stuff, right? Again, this is the number of active addresses, right? Uh, addresses that mm. are... Let, let's look at the actual definition before I, you know, F it up. The number of unique addresses that were active in the network, either as a sender or receiver, only addresses that were active in successful transactions are counted. Now, the reason I want to pull this up, guys, is, again, a little bit of opium giving you a warning right now. But if you look at the market peaks, right? Uh, so this was the f infamous uh, 2017 I would say infamous, but it was a lot of fun for me, at least. Um, this was the, the the famous, I guess, infamous for some people. 2017 parabolic bull run of Bitcoin. And this is, I would call this year the blue ball of Bitcoin, really. Um, but something really interesting. In 2017, when we had the parabolic peak, we had more transactions, more active addresses than the peak in the middle of the year back in April 
And even more interesting, Phil, we hit an all-time high again, I think it was in November, and check out the number of active addresses. They're actually lower than the peak in April 2019, right? So to me, and again, guys, I'm warning you right now, this is pure speculation. I'm not a Dylan LeClaire, not that there's anything wrong with what he does, but, you know, this is... You could make out what you want from this. But what this tells me, Phil, is that I don't think that this bull run is over. I just don't think so. Um, you know, and I think that this points out to that. Like that parabola of, you know, activity in the Bitcoin network, it hasn't happened. It kind of happened before. Remember, th remember that the price drop in the middle of the year, guys, back in April, was artificial and why do i say that it was because of the china mining ban right that caused tremendous amount of pressure to put the price down as miners sold their bitcoin to relocate to other locations remember what i told you guys about the hash rate the hash rate represents the security of the bitcoin network the higher the hash rate the higher the value proposition I'm seeing that not from a technical analysis perspective because I'm not a TA guy. I'm seeing that from a miner's perspective. Anyways, um, so now that we made an all-time high, and Phil, look, check it out. The number of active addresses is even lower than the all-time high that we hit in April. Very interesting stuff this cycle, that's for sure. Anyways, moving on to this, this is the number of new addresses let me read the description. Number of unique addresses that appeared for the first time in a transaction of the native coin in the network, right? So same pattern, Phil. Same pattern, mm -hmm. but it, it's even it's even more extreme, right? This is number of active addresses, kind of similar peaks, right? Number of new addresses, it's the same pattern. Check this out, right? That's again 2017 bull run. We had the all-time high. We had another all-time high not that long ago, but check that out. The number of addresses, new addresses, is lower than the all-time high in April, right? So really interesting stuff going on. Now, I'm not going to pretend that I know what any of this means. I, I think that nobody knows what any of this means. I think that you could surmise some things from it. But again, you could be extremely biased, right? But I think it is very interesting, these things, right? Just the, just the fact that you could look at these numbers compared to the Federal Reserve System, right? Like, do you have no idea what's going on back there? Bitcoin is an open network, right? It's an open monetary network. And the fact that you could see all the activity happening, right? And, you know, you could surmise what you want from it. Obviously, you know, we're biased because we're Bitcoiners, right? I'm biased because I'm a miner. So I'm looking at it from the, the eyes of a miner, right? You know, and then the TA guys are going to see it from the eyes of TA trader guys, right? So, you know, it, it, you can make out what you want from it. Um, personally, I think, I think it looks bullish to me, right? But I also might be completely wrong. Nobody knows. Phil? I don't think the bull runs over. I think it just got extended. You and I have discussed this a lot offline. Um, oh, you mean when I call you at three in the morning, desperate? Like, <laughs> Dude, what's going on? Ah! Why is this price going down? And I'm like, I don't know. Okay, so, but then like, look, did you I, call, I do. Did you call Yellow? Did you call yeah. Yellow? Tell him to call the Bitcoin CEO. Tell him to call the Bitcoin CEO. Yellow, leave me alone. Don't talk to me anymore. No. We need Yellow. We need Dennis. We need the 58K gang. Like every single one of them. We're like, what's, what's going on? Tell us what the whales are doing. No, but okay. So look, um, I don't think the I don't think the bull runs over. I think it's extended. Uh, I think that the uh, black swan event for us Bitcoiners was the China ban. Okay, like we, I don't, I don't think, I mean, don't get me wrong. We're always expecting bans. That's the interesting thing, right? Like, I mean, we've been expecting this. That, that was the, I remember when that scared me in 2017, I was like, oh, that's it. This is over. I'm like, they've banned it. I'm like, this thing's done. Yeah, because I had no clue, you know, no conviction, no research, no nothing done. So I was like, yep, yeah, all right, pack up the bags. And then I started to, you know, read, you know, from 
more seasoned Bitcoiners and it's like, yeah, no, they've banned these things before. It doesn't make a difference. And then you start to see the articles, the news, and you're like, oh, they do this all the time. But the point is, is that this China ban, we've never had anything like this where the miners were turned off and we saw the hash rate drop. Okay, like we, we never saw it drop like this. So I think that that was for us a black swan event. And I think that I, I think that this bull run is fooling a lot of people. It's fooling a lot of OGs. It's fooling a lot of, you know, us not OGs that just want to talk about Bitcoin and have fun. Um, I think that I look again, like you said, Nico, we're biased. So I, I think we're going to be pleasantly surprised, but that's because I want to be. You know, like, that, that's the thing, right? Like, and keep in mind, when we say pleasantly surprised, right? Like, who knows what that number is? Exactly. I have no idea. Like, I don't have a special number. Like, people sit there, like, they always have, they always think, like, oh, yeah, you have a number. You know, it's like, but let, I don't let, have a number. Let's I've got no numbers. Let's address something, though. <laughs> yeah. Everyone was catastrophically wrong. Every Everyone. 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 And I don't want to know. I don't want to name names because I'm, I'm good friends. Names. I will name Plan B. Okay, that one, Plan B. You know, he let's go. Names. Let's go, Team Corey. Let's go, Team Corey. Um, yeah. So, but that's the only person I'm really going to name. But, dude, I would say a significant part of Bitcoin and shitcoin Twitter was wrong. It was just they were just wrong, right? Yeah. And this, I think, highlights why it's so important to stay away from the hopium, focus on the revolution, focus on your conviction, right? And just dollar cost average, don't trade, you know, to have a long time preference mentality, right? And you'll start to see that these ups and downs, listen, losing salaries, you know, money's relative, right? But losing, you know, I'm throwing a ball example, not saying anything specific, but losing, you know, tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands or millions of dollars uh, due to Bitcoin volatility in your portfolio value. You know, of course, that's going to make you a tad emotional. You're a human being. Right. But at the end of the day. Right. This is what Bitcoin is all about. It's about hodling. If you want this thing to get to a hundred, a two hundred trillion dollar market cap, you know, to become the global reserve currency, there's going to be some volatility. And if you trade, and if you use leverage, you're going to wreck yourself. And what you'll notice is that the dollar cost averagers do much better than the traders, right? It's only a very small percentage. And in my experience, Phil, I haven't really met any of them. Right. Like any of them that gets it right consistently, you know, a, a broken clock is wrong twice a day. So, of course, they're going to be right sometimes. <laughs> right. But what you'll see is that the price predictors. Right. If you look at their track record. Right. They always I would say half the time they get it wrong. Right. So that's the risk that you that you take with trading. Now, if you compare this to the DCA strategy. Right. Which is why we focus on the signal on this channel. Right. We want you guys to be a part of the revolution. Opt out, you know, uh, debank yourself. Get off the fiat standard standard. Get on the Bitcoin standard. Right. You're not going to worry about any of these things. You're all you're going to worry about is do I have more Bitcoin than the day before? That's all that matters. You know, the fiat value is literally irrelevant to you. Right. You're like, do I have more sats? Right. That's what's important. That's the signal. And, um, you know, I just I just wanted to pull up the, the, the glass node statistics just to show you guys like, dude, this is crazy what we're living through. Very interesting numbers. Phil, Nico, just want to remind everyone to pour some salt on our wounds. The all time high date was November 10th, 2021. OK, so it's one month and four days since the previous all time high. Are you saying Bitcoin's dead? Bitcoin is dead. Okay. Time for some maple syrup. <laughs> Anyways, Phil, it's time for the Daily Fail. Daily Fail is brought to you by Amber App. Check them out. Amber.app. It's the easiest way to buy Bitcoin. It's a Bitcoin purchasing app by actual Bitcoiners. The link is down below. Yellow, I'm, I'm, getting, I'm getting mixed signals. Sometimes, sometimes you want to be with me. Sometimes you want to be with Nico. Malaka. Now all of a sudden he has maple syrup, so I'm pretty sure you're going to want to ditch me again. Why all this pain, Yellow? Why all this suffering? Craig is a potato. Amber. The smart way to stab sense. 
So, okay, this is an old newspaper clipping from December 5th, 2000. Okay, the internet may just, uh, the internet may be just a passing fad as millions give up on it. Okay, so look, I remember this time. Okay, I remember this time in our lives. It definitely did not seem like it was going anywhere. Okay, it was the complete opposite of what this newspaper clipping was actually saying. The complete opposite, because everybody younger than me was constantly glued. Okay, like when they get home to their computers and all anybody would talk about is the really, you know, kind of like underground emerging social, you know, social media platforms. Like there was a lot of stuff back in the day that people don't really, you know, they really don't talk about, you know, besides I'm talking about after the, uh, the, the billboards, uh, you know, and stuff like that. I'm talking about like, you know, ICQ and, uh, you know, things like that, like pal talk. And, you know, there was like Yahoo groups and all kinds of stuff, right? Like these kind of like small emerging, you know, social networks anyways, this was funny, total fail, and they were dead wrong. Zoom out, think about Bitcoin. <laughs> and I just, that's exactly what all these, and they're not mainstream media, but all these legacy media people were saying too. Bitcoin is that, Bitcoin is that, Bitcoin is that, Bitcoin is that. I just want to say though, Paul Krugman definitely read that article, and that's where he got inspiration to say that the internet was never going to amount to anything. I'm going to keep bashing yeah. on Paul Krugman because he's an evil fiat economist. Anyways, Phil, what's the next fail? All right. Okay, this is an interesting one. Okay, this is actually from uh, Molly Spires. I, I don't know if I pronounced her last name correctly or not, but anyways, head of marketing at uh, and communication at Coin Corner. And empty stocks, uh, empty socks. Sorry, right? The uh, the cool company that makes the Bitcoin socks. Anyways, let's let's take a look at this quick video. It's 18 seconds. Okay. Don't worry about the sound. We we don't need sound. You can clearly see what they're doing. They're 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 scanning a code on somebody's hand. Wait, what? Oh yeah. man, that's freaking what? So, okay, yes, okay, and they just did a wallet transaction using, using somebody's, you know, using somebody's hand here. You'll see it again in one second, just for the people that didn't notice it, because it's really quick. You can see it right here, okay? You'll see it again when she pulls the phone away. There, there it goes, okay? So look, I, and again, right, we're not, we're not bashing the person, okay? We're talking about the idea here, people, the idea. So look, this is a really cool idea. This was exactly what I said in the tweet thread. I said, look, this is really cool that we can do this. I don't think we should. <laughs> um, this is one of those things like, look, like I get it, right? Like we're all fascinated with ourselves, okay? Like we're, we're all impressed. Humans number one, we're so good. You know, we want we have an idea and we want to capitalize on it and make it the best thing it's got to be and everyone's got to see the world the way I see it. Okay, F fantastic. This is one of those things we don't need to do. I this is one of those things that leads to bad places for all of us, okay? Even if it has good intentions, the world is not built on good intentions, okay? Good intentions is not what made this world. We are not sitting in the results of good intentions, okay? We're sitting in the results of actions based on incentives, okay? So remember that. This, is, this starts off as, oh, great, you could pay for your coffee and you don't have to have a wallet. And then all of a sudden, somebody chops your freaking arm off, right? And now all of a sudden, you're not just missing your wallet, you're missing your arm. Maybe you were dumb enough to have this thing on your leg. Maybe you were dumb enough to have it put on your forehead. Dude. Just saying. Dude, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, bro, that's a, that's a danger. Like, that's someone, remember, it's like someone sees that. It's like, that's her money. That's her money. You know? Like, dude, wow. Wow. These are bad ideas. This is it's, bad ideas. It's a bad idea. It's a Sorry. bad idea. And by the way, guys, we're not advocating violence. We're just saying no. she's definitely putting herself in harm's way. Okay. Like, it, it's just. There are some countries and there's some neighborhoods that you walk around with that, right? And, you know, they'll either knock you out, put you in the back of a truck, take you. <laughs> and they don't even have to do that. They don't even have to do that. They can do it on the spot because it's Bitcoin. People <laughs> but, tell you. Oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Like this. I was gonna wow. say, wow. people tell you that, like, oh yeah, no, you know what? No one's ever gonna do that. No, no one's ever gonna do that. And, and but you don't realize human stupidity is infinite. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if somebody can think of it, they're gonna do it. So it's yeah. This is just one of those ideas that we should not capitalize on. It's cool we can do it. We should find out how this tech can be used in a different way. Okay, that's, that's my take. <laughs> I, I, I would just say avoid the microchipping in humans altogether. Um, yeah, you know, just carry a wallet, 
it, it I you know I got myself like this little tiny thin thing that it's it's smaller than a cell phone if you carry a cell phone you can carry a wallet and I think I think anyways dude you already have a cell phone anyways which could be a wallet right so why would you want that anyways to each their own but I agree with you, Phil. What's the next fail? All right. Our last fail is an interesting story, right? Interesting about the central bankers and the banks and the pay to play and all the games they like they, they like to have, right? So look, we were tagged by virtual reality for me, dot crypto, simply Bitcoin. Just more money laundering by the banks with the help of corrupt judicial officials. What are they talking about? All right. We are gonna tie in some 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 a few different things together here okay when looking at this article all right let's dive into this article right the french court slashes ubs tax evasion fine to 1.8 billion euros wow how nice of them okay here we go paris december 13th appeals court on monday slashed the penalty ubs must pay for allegedly helping wealthy clients in france evade taxes to 1.8 billion euros two billion dollars us but upheld that the swiss bank was guilty of both promoting illegal banking services and money laundering the revised penalty is less than half an overall fine of 4.5 billion euros opposed against the bank after the first trial in 2019 and shares in ubs rose more than two percent after monday's verdict because after all it's very important about the share price. The bank, however, had hoped to see the charges thrown out by the appeals court, particularly the money laundering allegation because of the potential reputational damage. I definitely the banks have outstanding reputations and we wouldn't want those reputations to go down the hole. UBS has already set aside 450 million euros in provisions in connection with the case. City analysts said that the bank was likely to book another $1.5 billion charge in the fourth quarter of this year, assuming it does not appeal the verdict. This, it added, would leave the bank with some 4.2 billion of excess capital, placing it in a strong position to announce bigger share buybacks with the full year results and strategy update on the 1st of February. You're probably wondering why I'm reading you all this. Do you realize that nobody gives a shit about the fact that these people were fined for tax evasion? Do you realize that nobody cares? All that matters is the share buyback, what this means to the shareholders, okay? Because this is a pay-to-play world, and the people who can pay the most, the institutions that can pay the most, get to play the most, and they get to, and they get to have the rules work in their favor the most. Anyways, Nico used this in the news yesterday, okay? This is the Steve Stanky, uh, the Stanky uh, tweet, Stanky. right? According Stanky! According to the U.S. Treasury, El Salvador President Nayib Bukele negotiated with Salvadorian gangs, MS-13 and Barrio 18, to keep homicides low in 2020. This news came as the U.S. Treasury designated two more Bukele officials for sanctions. El Salvador is a hotbed of corruption. Let's go back and look at the article we just put up. French court slashes UBS tax evasion fine by 1.8 billion euros. Steve talks about corruption. The U.S. Treasury, Yellen warns of explosion of cybercrime risk. The U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen has warned of an explosion of risk for criminals using digital technologies. Ms. Yellen told a U.S. Treasury roundtable that cryptocurrencies held promise, but were often used for crime. Now, keep in mind what Steve just said, the hotbed of corruption. Now, let's take a look at Wells Fargo. All right, here we go. This is October 2020. Wells Fargo to pay $3 billion to the Department of Justice, the SEC to resolve criminal civil charges tied to fake account scandal. Right? I the Wells Fargo, that. Wells Fargo, you remember this, right? Wells Fargo that. agreed to pay $3 billion in the, global, in, in the global civil and criminal settlement tied to fake account scandals, right? Size of the penalty is on par with the largest ever AML penalties that has, ever, uh, that has resulted in historic hefty enforcement actions against top execs, risk and control officers. How many of these people actually went to jail? And then again, right? None. So a little, right? None. And a little more evidence to add on to this because, right, we, we have Steve Hankey, right? Naib Bukele with his crazy Bitcoin idea, hotbed of corruption, right? Janet Yellen talks about how terrible cryptocurrencies are enabling crime. And yet here I am reading to you about the biggest scams coming directly out of the banking system, the very system 
that is blaming Bitcoin. Okay, anyways, let's proceed. HSBC's money laundering scandal. We remember this one. This was June 13th. Okay, they agreed to pay $1.9 billion to regulators for serving as a middleman for Mexican drug cartels. Okay, so, so guys, all of this crap, all of this, this is all BS and nonsense. Okay, these talking heads, they are incentivized by that very system to sit there and tell you, tell you, me, all of us lies. Okay, the biggest facilitators of crime, okay, of financial crime are none other than the banks. Who else has access to the rails? Don't be an idiot, right? Like we, we can't be stupid. We can't be useful idiots in this case, right? Like we, we don't we don't have access to these rails, these banking rails. They do. Anyways, the dude, scam city, <laughs> man. Phil the bank slayer. Um, dude, <laughs> That's ex excellent, excellent reporting. Um, and dude, look, it, guys, remember 2008. Remember why we're here, right? Um, essentially, the whole, you know, economy was brought down by these mortgage-backed securities and essentially, you know, caused by the banks themselves and... Um, at the time, I, I forget who uh, the Treasury was, but he went to George W. Bush, and there's an excellent documentary on this, by the way. And he essentially said, listen, if you don't give us a billion dollars, you know, the economy is just going to fail tomorrow, and the government bailed out all these big banks. Zero of them went to jail. I'm going to say that again. Zero of them went to jail. The rich got richer, the poor got poorer, and Main Street bailed out Wall Street, right? These people, and I'm going to call them a criminal cartel because that's what they are, okay? Um, they compromised DC. They have the swamp completely bought and paid for, right? They have the regulators bought and paid for. They get away with stuff that... If an average Joe would do it, you'd go to jail for 10 years. They mm -hmm. get, they just get fined, right? And they see it as a cost of doing business. That's it. They, 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 that's the, they're like, okay, um, you know, we make this amount of money every year. And if we break these laws, that's just a business expense. That's what they see it as. They see these breaking the law as business expenses. Remember, there's just a lot of smart people that work at HSBC. Don't kid yourself, right? And they did the numbers, and they thought that it was worthwhile, right, laundering money for the Mexican criminal, uh, the Mexican drug cartel, right? So these are the types of people that you're dealing with. And again, I don't want to, you know, demonize all bankers. Okay, most bankers they just want to pay their mortgage and provide for their family it's just the system is architected in such a way that it does evil right um look let's put augustine carson christine lagarde on the side because they're definitely vampires but like you know but the people below them right um you know the the average joe the pleb of the banks you know the the, the peasant the, the bank teller you know a lot of them are bitcoiners um you know to believe it or not um Mm -hmm. And they they see the system just as broken as we do. And look, it, it's just a bunch of hypo hypocrisy. Um, I, I don't know if you mentioned it, Phil, but look, Yellen was paid millions of dollars by these banks speaking fees. What is that but not legalized bribery? That yeah. is straight up bribery. And what do you think would she get? Why do you think they're paying her these fees? Because they know that she's going to become treasury secretary. So that they know that it's, it's she's going to be able to essentially give them favors. And look, it's exactly what I said. It appears that that it and some of its peers are too big to jail because they're too big to fail. And by the way, I might add, guys, okay. that is not capitalism. That is it's capitalism when they profit. It's socialism when they when they lose, right? That's so, right. again, it's rules for thee and not for me. 
the important part about this is that Bitcoin fixes this. But remember, guys, that this is a game of power. Okay, believe it or not, right? And Bitcoin, it takes away tremendous amount of power from these bankers and from a lot of these politicians that benefit from the fiat system. So that is why you're seeing that type of rhetoric from Steve Hankey. That is why you're seeing that type of rhetoric from Christine Lagarde, from Janet Yellen, from Jay Powell. And what they're doing is they're projecting what it is they do themselves, right? What it is the fiat system enables. We've pulled you guys the receipts, right? The majority of crime happens in the fiat system, right? Crime in Bitcoin, according to, according to the chain analysis company, has actually gone down since the year before. Think about it. Bitcoin's an open mm -hmm. public ledger. You're going to see every single transaction. What do you think is better? Cash that is completely anonymous? You can't trace cash, right? Or are you going to use Bitcoin that you could trace every single transaction to the beginning of, of, of Bitcoin, right? In, in 2009. So, like, dude, it, it's, it's just hypocrisy. And remember, guys, that the rhetoric will keep on intensifying because these people have a lot to lose and what they have to lose is a lot more intoxicating than money what they have to lose is power remember that and because they're losing power they're going to try say and do anything to keep on to that power to hold on to that power at the end of the day right what jack maulers jack ballers always says open systems always beat closed systems I think that freedom wins. However, I do think that we are going to enter in a, into a very scary phase, particularly in countries that most benefit from the legacy financial system, the countries with the strong money printers, and where I think you'll see the most freedom in the next five to 10 years are countries that least benefit from the legacy financial system. And we're already seeing that play out in El Salvador, in the kingdom of tonga in the ukraine right so anyways um awesome stuff phil thanks it was a good one it was a good one that's it, <laughs> it that was, was a a the that was the fail awesome really good stuff but <laughs> anyway that was all of it good stuff but anyways phil it's time for the daily meme review the Daily Meme Review is brought to you by Citadel 21. It's the best Bitcoin cultural zine. It's stories by Bitcoiners for Bitcoiners. Awesome, toxic, pleb Bitcoin stories. Every volume has different artwork and it's scarce. There's only a thousand copies made per volume. Get your copy. I said copy so many times. Get your copy of Citadel 21 today. What are you waiting for? All right, everybody. Phil picked the memes. I haven't seen them all. I'm very excited. Like I said, Phil is going full-time, so we're going to start changing things up here. But it's good news for you guys because we'll be able to give you more content, more pleb content. Anyways, check this out. First one by GigglesMerk2. Christmas 2021 in a nutshell. Family members talking NFTs and meme coin investments. Me trying to teach them Austrian economic and absolute... <laughs> <laughs> Who, okay, but let's put the meme aside. Like, did they did did a post guy really try to do this? I know, right? <laughs> like, let me just take this. You know. Anyways, uh, moving on. This that's a learning. That's a learning opportunity right there. He, th this is a guy that just got sick of his job. Okay, he's yeah. like, I, I, you know what? They told me to put it in the mailbox. I put it in the mailbox. <laughs> All right, moving on to the next one. I can't believe this app is free. Uh, let's check it out. Oh, yeah. It says El Salvador just bought the dip. There's a, um, a lot more dips coming. How much tax? Dude, this guy has been <laughs> saying to buy gold for 10 years. Gold is the same. Bitcoin has gone up like 50%. By the way, he's admitted this too. So It's a hypocrite. How much client money did you lose them by warning them away from it? <laughs> So Stefan Levera just said exactly what I said. His funds burn more capital than his bad Bitcoin advice. Hey, listen. Come on. Comedy Central can't beat this. Awesome. It's not really a meme. Awesome screenshot. Very good it, yeah, stuff. Yeah, it wasn't a meme, but I thought it was hey, appropriate. Hey, dude, we don't only review memes. We review no. pictures, anything that has an oomph, right? An image of oomph. Really good stuff. Anyways, next one is Honk Hogan. Bitcoin toxicity on display. It's from The Simpsons. <laughs> First image says scammer selling bullshit to plebs. 
<laughs> scammer. And then it's a toxic Bitcoin maxi just wrecking the toys of the little Simpson thing. Absolutely. Really, Hunk Hogan's really stepping up his meme game. Yeah, Anyways, man, that's a great meme. I loved it. I retweeted that one. From our buddy, Mr. Robot, which I play Halo with all the time. Shout out to you, bro. And Phil's going to get an Xbox. No, he's not. Anyways, Simply Bitcoin TV, Coin Icarus, and myself, he tagged us because we love hearing Phil talk about NFTs. <laughs> Average NFT cost. <laughs> is good okay very good stuff okay the last one is brought to us by greg gene dumb and this is he's replying to this right and let's check it out i can't play the volume because the movie the music is copyrighted but let's check it out yeah (laughs) that's awesome (laughs) it's pretty well done dude it's amazing because it represents exactly like exactly it's like right dude think about it this way right when i see that meme i just think look if we didn't have bitcoin we'd be forced to care about fiat politics right we'd be forced to care about think about that right now Think about how depressing that sounds, right? Like, look, we're apolitical on this show, right? We don't lean left or right. Fiat politics are BS. We are single-issue voters. We vote for whoever supports Bitcoin. Okay, let me get that straight out of the box, okay? Let's talk about in the fiat political world the last year, right? It's extremely polarized. Half the country is saying, you know, uh, something weird happened with the election. And then half the country is thinking the other side is a bunch of racist people that like guns and stuff. So it's like, you know, like it's like it's just madness. And if we didn't have Bitcoin, we'd be forced to pick a side, you know, and then then hope to God that these, you know, politicians would just fix things but it's just a matter of fact and cynthia loomis actually said this in congress both political parties are responsible all they do is print money the republicans and the democrats okay period right so it's like and and what happens when the government prints money it's a redistribution of wealth it's theft right Mm -hmm. it's literally theft from you back to them so that they could pay for wars and they could pay for social programs that you don't necessarily agree with. On top of that, you have to pay property tax. On top of that, you have to pay income tax. On top of that, do you know that when you die, you have to pay a death tax too? Like, of course, man. That's the last time, the last chance to grease the paw. <laughs> so it's like, like, dude, it's it's like, look, and I'm not like, I'm not saying like we're against taxes. You know, pay your taxes, do what you do, what's legal, do what's right. But what I'm trying to say is that inflation, and no one agreed to that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we, it's like, are we supposed to be okay with inflation too? So that so we pay for government spending. Remember that the government at year after year the government collects more money in taxes because the economy is rising but year after year the government spends more money than it collects how does it do that because it just prints it at your expense so the government doesn't have a money problem the government has a spending problem that is enabled by the fiat caca money printer But anyways, Bitcoin fixes this, so it's cool. And for that, Phil, I'm going to give it some maple syrup that they effed up the name. I'm I'm gonna give it some Aunt Jemima maple syrup. I'm gonna be a rebel. What about you, Phil? What are you gonna give those memes? You know what? Those are pretty epic memes. And for that, I'm gonna give it, hold on. Gotta go digging for stuff. Gotta go digging. Hold on, things are falling. Don't show the rain, please. I'm trying not to, but things are falling. Hold on. Things are totally falling. There you go. Things are falling. All right. I'm going with my honey badger. My 3D printed honey badger. Yep, absolutely. Right? Because Bitcoin fixes this. Bitcoin fixes this. 
awesome, awesome scores for some awesome memes. Phil wasn't prepared for the meme review. It's okay. But guys, you know what the, the, the drill is. Sometimes we talk about spicy stuff on the show. Sometimes the truth is inconvenient to some people. So, you know, just in case we don't post. If we don't post, we'll always let you know on Twitter, of course, right? But subscribe to us on our alternative, not ours, but subscribe to us on the alternative video platforms that we always that we upload to as well. On Rumble.com, search Simply Bitcoin, and on BitcoinTV.com, search Simply Bitcoin. I love Bitcoin TV. Totally censorship-free. Awesome stuff by Odell and Wiz. Shout out to them. And of course, join our Telegram group. Link us some Bitcoin memes to review. Because it's a Bitcoin meme review. And we need memes to review. Because it's a Bitcoin meme review. And yeah. But anyways, Phil, it's time for <laughs> the Daily News. The Daily News is brought to you by CryptoCloaks.com. They make the best 3D printed Bitcoin merch like the 3D printed Bitcoin grenade art. It unscrews. You could put your your open dimes in there. And what Phil just showed, the 3D printed Honey Badger comes in three different sizes. Really cool stuff. You put your favorite hardware wallet. Anyways, take advantage of the link down below in the link description for 5% off anything on the store, CryptoCloaks.com. All right, everybody, check this out. Really freaking crazy 90% of all 21 million Bitcoin have now been mined over 90% of the total amount of Bitcoin that will ever exist has already been mined according to data from the Clark Mooney Bitcoin dashboard as the monetary network advances in awareness and usage worldwide fueling an increased demand for Bitcoin a sudden and robust supply shock might become inevitable and kind of connect this with the amount of of Bitcoin that Michael Staler has been stacking, right? Michael Staler has stacked so much Bitcoin that in the next halving, right, the amount of Bitcoin mined, right, is essentially roughly the same amount of Bitcoin that Michael Saylor has stacked. Think about that for a second. In four years, the amount of Bitcoin that's going to be mined in the next halving, Michael Saylor essentially bought up all of that supply. And that's just one company, right? And we know this for a fact that the majority of Bitcoin that's been bought has been hodled. People don't sell it. The last point I would just make very quickly is something like 80% of Bitcoin holders have never sold a Bitcoin. And so when you hear about a day when there was a giant price drop in Bitcoin, often it turns out that there was one or two large traders who were, who were unwinding a leveraged position and the vast majority of holders have enough confidence in it that they've literally never sold a unit of So what happens if these institutions, right, and if these companies and these nation states already happening with El Salvador, right, already happening with Tesla, already happening with MicroStrategy, already happening with Square, there's not enough Bitcoin to go around. And this is what they're talking about when they talk about supply shock. And the article continues to, to say, we are still early. Although we are still we are still early has become a meme, it is most likely true. Only a tiny subset of society understands what Bitcoin is and its potential for empowering regular citizens. People living in community, privileged communities that enjoy high levels of freedom and individual rights can be quick to dismiss Bitcoin. However, the peer-to-peer -peer cash system can also empower them. And I think this was a really important part of the article because in my experience educating people on Bitcoin, if you pitch Bitcoin to someone living in, you know, in the developing world, right, in Latin America, in countries that have experienced hyperinflation, someone in Argentina, someone in Venezuela, someone in Brazil, right, they'll understand Bitcoin like this. You say a non-government money? So where do I sign up? Right. But you explain someone and this is what it means by privileged communities, right? Um, you, you, you explain Bitcoin to someone in the United States or someone in the UK or someone in Europe, right? They're like, why do I need this? You know, and this is what they're talking about. And they use Bitcoin more as a speculative asset rather than a form of in, uh, a form of opting out, a form of saving their wealth. I think, though, because of the fiat money system, it's it's in its last heels. Well, a lot of people in the privileged financial world are going to get a crash course of inflation very soon. And it's already starting to happen, right? We're, we're, we're hitting record amount of uh, 
the highest inflation rate in the last 30, 40 years was reported a week ago, right? So absolutely crazy. Tucker Carlson, you know, one of the most watched talk show hosts, is literally talking about inflation and Bitcoin in the same, you know, episode. He's covering it as well. It's starting to seep into the mainstream consciousness. Anyways, Bitcoin is most often a different thing for different people. For instance, it might function as a store of value for someone living in the US or in the UK, where inflation isn't soaring but still rose purchasing power over the years. On the other hand, and this is exactly what I was talking about, on the other hand, for someone living in Palestine or Cuba, where war and totalitarian totalitarianism are commonplace, Bitcoin might be their only hope of finding financial freedom. Think about it this think about this guys. Before Bitcoin, there was no way to own private properties if you lived in certain countries. Now, you all you have to do is memorize 12 word for a 12 word phrase and you could store literally trillions of dollars in your mind, right? That is incredibly empowering to the individual, and this is what this article is talking about. Anyways, Phil, what are your thoughts about, you know, I, I went on a little tangent there, but what are your thoughts on, dude, 90% of all Bitcoin has already been mined, and Sailor is, is buying up, so, like, literally all like a full having full of mining you know of bitcoins being mined right just explain it guys right so the next the next having right i uh, i don't know it off the top of my head but roughly michael Saylor has stacked 122,000 bitcoin mm-hmm. so in the next four the next having right so in 2024 to 2028 roughly that's essentially how much bitcoin is going to be in mind is going to be mined that entire period right so it's like even if a company wanted to stack as much as Sailor, there is not enough to go around. And basic supply and demand, what does that say, right? There's very little supply. There's a lot of demand. What happens to the price? Think about it for a second. And then sprinkle the inflation problem that we're dealing with. And that creates a freaking rocket not to the moon, but to fucking Pluto. And then after that, Proxima Centauri. Centauri. It's a little nerd thing. It's the closest star. It's like four light years away. Anyways, Phil, I'm going to shut up. What do you think? No, that's that, dude, that, that's awesome. So look, I, you know, what I find very interesting is that the narrative of um, there isn't that much Bitcoin, you know, that there isn't going to be that much Bitcoin to go around. It's like, I mean, look you know, right, 90% of the Bitcoin is going to be mined. I, I think what that's going to do is heighten the competition for the last 10%, number one. Um, n- number two, I, I think it's also, I think it's also a little bit, you know, like we, it it helps the shit coiners, right? When you tell them that 90% of it's been mined, it's, it, it reinforces that, that stupid shit coiny idea that like, oh yeah, you know, we've missed out and blah, 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 because they don't understand money and they think just, you know, new shiny token, unit bias, tech, you know, Partnership parade, tech narrative, all that crap. Like, yeah, it's going to be the next thing. Like, look, no, it's not. Okay, the the point is, is that you can accumulate Satoshis, right? It takes 100 million Satoshis to make up one Bitcoin. And we've already figured out that Bitcoins can also be, uh, sorry, Bitcoin can be subdivided. Okay, so... We, we, can, we can keep moving that decimal if we have to. But my point is, without changing anything, without changing any of the, the core properties of Bitcoin... Um, so look, I, I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? I, I, but I love what it implies because I think that, I think that it's going to make us have more discussions on what happens after all the Bitcoin has been mined. Now, of course, that's only twenty-one forty, okay? So realistically, I can tell. I mean, I know I'm not going to be here anymore, so I don't really, you know. This incarnation doesn't give a shit, okay? But at the same time, you know, it, it does It does beg the question to, you know, start to, pro- at least at the very least, start to produce uh, a base amount of material um, that will help people maybe make those decisions when the time comes. And I'm sure that that's already happening by people way smarter than me. I wasn't implying that I <laughs> create this or even have a hand in it. Uh, I don't feel like wrecking the world. Um, so, but I'm sure that smarter, more capable people are figuring this out. Top men and yeah, women. And, and, and look, and at, at that point, <laughs> oh, people, you know, at that point when the last Bitcoin is mined, you know, 
there is so much incentive alone for people to protect you know they're already they're they're you know they're they're monetary incentives right and mm -hmm. i think that on the fees alone because think about it at that point you know it, it, if bitcoin becomes a global reserve currency we believe that it will right you know people transacting on the base layer of bitcoin you know think about it one bitcoin could be worth in in the tens of millions of dollars yeah, right can you so, <laughs> so like even with the with the you know the, the small fee you know that's thousands and thousands upon hundreds of thousands of dollars in every block right that's a hell of an incentive but anyways let's see how it plays out but what's really interesting though is that it, i think it was either satoshi or hal finney he was talking about this in the beginning days of bitcoin right oh, yeah. you know what the potential price of bitcoin it's, could be it's it's absolutely crazy how how they they essentially saw this coming they had already talked about scaling okay they had already they had already begun the discussion on scaling they had they had already figured out that there would most likely eventually be other layers okay where the fee structure could be not, you know made smaller so it it it's very interesting that that people, you know, sit there and think, well, you haven't solved the scaling debate and you haven't figured out how you're going to make this faster and cheaper. And it's like, do you even understand the problem they're trying to fix? Do you really understand like that? That that's not what this is about. This is about creating the most secure base layer. And this yeah. is about taking the power of that base layer, as you know, out of the hands of the incompetent central bankers. So you know and what? And politicians. Yep. And politicians. So they can take their they, they can take their, you know, my speed narrative and my tech narrative and sit at the frick on the side on the bench. I, I think the you key know? the key here, and it really summarized in that article, touched upon it, is the peer-to-peer -peer nature of Bitcoin, right? And mm -hmm. we've been incepted with this idea of and, and that's because we live in a country, or Phil and I are privileged to live in a country that has a relatively stable financial system for now. Um, and you know, it, 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 you, when that tends to happen, people have faith in the system. They have faith mm -hmm. in the laws, but what happens when the money breaks, okay, is that you don't care what the guy in the suit on TV has to say about what money you should be using at what money you shouldn't be using. Do you think that people in Zimbabwe, when they were having those hundred trillion dollar, you know, bills that we've showed you guys on the show, do you, do you think they cared what the government said was legal tender or not? What they cared about was putting food on the table for their families. And that's what Bitcoin allows you to do without the role of government. And that's why it's so important. Something that we're blind to in the West because we have been privileged to live in a relatively stable system that I feel is built on sand, right? But let's see how it plays out. But anyways, Phil, check this out. Very insidious stuff. This came out. Um, Chain analysis launches support for Lightning Network as layer two payment protocol gains popu popularity. What I have to say to this is uh, good luck, bro. Yeah. Um, I'm not connecting my note to them. <laughs> exactly. You know, so what are they, <laughs> you know, are, they're going to tell regulators like, hey, you, you have to do it through chain analysis nodes. It's like, no, nah, bro. Uh, good it's luck. Fun. Good luck. Uh, they, they came out this they came out with this uh, to, to try to remain relevant. And I love how they use the stock footage of just lightning. By the way, it's so hard to make a thumbnail on lightning because you just don't know. It's just, it just add lightning. So I understand them when they use the stock photo because it is very difficult. Um, but anyways, you know, it's funny because all they do is just explain what the lightning network is, how popular it is. Right. Of course. Uh, we got nothing. But, you know, <laughs> it, it, it's like they they just say they're going to do it, but they don't really tell you how. Anyways, today, Chain Analysis announced product support for the Lightning Network, a layer two protocol built on the Bitcoin blockchain that allows faster, cheaper transactions with Lightning, small recurring transactions that wouldn't be economical to carry out on the blockchain due to transaction fees becoming become feasible, enabling new commercial use cases for Bitcoin. Below will tell you about the Lightning Network, its growing popularity, and how chain analysis will enable our customers to process Lightning. There's the key. There's the key. Cha how a chain analysis will enable our customers to process Lightning transactions at the same level of security and compliance as blockchain 
transactions. So um, I highlighted that, right? Because if you're not running a node with them. No, but Nico, I yeah. have I have, a, I have a problem. I have a problem. Um, the the transactions on the Lightning Network are um, compliant with Bitcoin's protocol. Hey, uh, dude. So I don't understand what 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 are they? What exactly? What added layer of compliance are they adding to this? I, I think is is, is it the bullshit? The bullshit compliance? I the think one that pretends to help everyone. I think this is a way of the company saying we're still relevant. Look at us. We're still relevant. We're trying to keep up with stuff, right? Um, listen, the only thing they'll be able to monitor is if, you know, essentially exchanges or companies that are strong-armed by their governments to, you know, keep on with, you know, this case, which, by the way, we brought a phenomenal episode. We highly recommend it. We brought on a KYC expert to literally explain that KYC doesn't work. It's not efficient. And it more, and it actually facilitates crime right rather than stopping it we brought the receipts we're not just saying that go watch the episode right like literally the whole paper so it's like this whole narrative of compliance and this it's like dude bitcoin doesn't care but hey there's there's more let's see how the bitcoin community reacted to this and this is the beauty of twitter okay so <laughs> for some reason some genius thought that it would be a good idea to release this on Bitcoin Twitter. They Wrong. got ratioed the F out, and more importantly, <laughs> they hid the replies. They hid the replies, but guess what? You oh, can click let's here. That. Let's go through it, shall we? Good luck. Oh, yeah. Mr. Hoddle says, who's opening channels with you? Hi, oh, get effed. Lol, good luck, fam. <laughs> And this is what you said, Phil. Bitcoin does not need to be compliant with any legacy system regulations. It's self-regulated by its own code. You're a leech trying to impose the same system that favors the few in a network that favors many. Good morning. Like. Go F yourselves. NBK <laughs> laughing. Big, big F you. I hope it <laughs> Poops on your Christmas dinner. Eat it. <laughs> Go F oh, yourselves. Nice. Go lost you leeches. <laughs> Pepe, Leota, F, go F. And this is why the information war is so important and just keeps going. It keeps going. It's just own after own after own after. This like, is beautiful. It, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. I think I commented, you know, like, you sold your souls. You know, I said some stuff like that. Like, there it is. You sold your souls. Creepy AF. Not sure how you, dis you, you define some form, but it sounds like an oxymoron. But. What they would like you to think, right, is this is a great idea. And and not only that, but they can do it. Right? And like it's not just a great idea, uh, but that they can do it. I, I'll I, I wanna add something after. And and this is guys, and I wanna tie this up with what we were talking about with Svetsky's episode that we uploaded to Bitcoin TV. This is the power of the internet this is why they disabled the dislike button on youtube this is why they add these features because these companies right these individuals these governments right they are used to making an announcement and no one could reply but with the power of the internet People are allowed to communicate and talk amongst each other. And not only that, now they're allowed to transact with each other. <laughs> so what happens? There's a mass awakening, right? And this is exactly what you're seeing. This is the battleground of Bitcoin Twitter, right? In my opinion, it's one of the most influential social media platforms in the world, right? Because you have powerful politicians, powerful people, but you have the people that are allowed to respond back to them. And by responding back to them, you can kind of get, you can make your own judgment call about what the actual people think about this, not what the corporations or what the politicians want you to believe. They, they're not used to operating in a world where their narrative gets debunked in a fraction of a second, right? Add Bitcoin to the mix and the old 
mechanism of the nation state, the old way that it's used to operating, you'll see that it's obsolete. And that's what Bitcoin did. And I think it was Max Kaiser's quote. That's what the Internet did. And then Bitcoin, there was already a fire because of the Internet. And then Bitcoin just put a, put a gas tank on top of that fire, you know. So, man, it's just awesome to see they getting owned and they're an evil ass company you know making a living tracking people's tra transaction to support the system of oppression because that's what it is right we know that kyc isn't effective we know that aml isn't effective they're systems of control and that's just not us saying that we brought a kyc aml expert he's a doctor to literally go through the receipts to show you guys that it is total bs Anyways, Phil, just wanted to, you know, this is something that I learned in, in corporate life. Okay. Is that one of the best customers that you can have is, is a very wealthy customer, but a wealthy customer that's in pain is the best customer you can have. Okay. Because a wealthy customer in pain wants a solution and they're willing to pay for that solution. So you see Chainalysis understands, they understand they have customers in pain the only thing is is that the remedy to the pain is not what ch is not the chainalysis hopium that they're selling but they understand that no one has anything no one knows how to do this because again they're trying to shoehorn an antiquated system onto this new paradigm shift when really we should be re-examining our ideas we should be coming up with maybe new things, better things, maybe, you know, maybe, you know, maybe types of laws and rules that are more fair. Maybe we get rid of a lot of old stuff. Don't get me wrong, right? Like, there's no perfect answer, but it's worth it to start having the conversation. Companies like this, though, they understand that conversation is not going to make anyone rich. Okay, <laughs> so. We offer a service which may or may not work, and we know that there's a bunch of very wealthy customers that are in pain, i.e. the banks, i.e. the government, i.e. anyone who is willing to pay for what they believe is going to be a successful service. And I'll tell you something else. Once a company ropes you in with that narrative, okay, the I'm in pain narrative and, you're, and, 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 and I'm rich, guess what? They understand that they can keep essentially kicking the can down the road because you don't have a solution. And guess what? They know they don't. So, so it's okay. They're going to keep quote unquote innovating while you're in pain and providing solutions. <laughs> it's, it's such hocus pocus. It's so funny. Like I, I can't wait to, to report on the follow-up to this article in like three to six months when they, when they try to spin some new gimmick or you end up hearing that, uh, you know, based on some reporting and, you know, so some, you know, we, we took a look at some analysis and we can't seem to figure out either way, which, you know, where the traction transactions are really going or where they're coming from. And add, and add, they'll never say that. They'll never and, say that. And add Taproot into the mix. Oh yeah. No, they're not even thinking about Taproot. <laughs> this is exactly it, right? They, they are, look, they are salesmen and they understand that people don't know, right? Like people like, right? When you're ignorant, you're not aware of what you don't know yeah, that at makes all. Sense. So these guys, it's great. Hey, we've got insight for you into these numbers. Dude. You I know, we've got insight into this network. And now all of a sudden you're like, you know what? These guys have insight. I'm willing to pay. Really? What insight? What, what insight do they have? <laughs> and they just showed you, look, if they had so much insight, why did they show us the stuff that we can get publicly ourselves about lightning? <laughs> Remember, guys, uh, Phil, yeah. fabulous observation, by the way. I, lo I love that point of view, uh, that perspective. Um, uh, dude, remember this, guys. And this is the last bit. You know this because you're Bitcoiners, right? But governments and chain analysis and all these company, uh, uh, you know, companies and surveillance things, they're posturing. But what they don't want you to know is that you have never been so powerful as you are today. You can store trillions of dollars in your mind and you could send that anonymously to anyone around the world without asking anybody for permission at a snap of a finger. 
And that is what Bitcoin enables. And that is not only is it a technology that's liberating, it's an idea. And there is nothing more powerful than an idea that time that that it's time has come. So -hmm. at the end of the day, the more and more people find this out and realize how much power, true power they have in their hands, man, it's it's. It's and I think this is a, a big reason why Bitcoiners are so optimistic about the future, man. Mm-hmm. You see, I think, you know, a, a moment in human history, a renaissance, so to speak, the likes of which we've never seen before. You know, so that's what we're bullish for. That's what we want to report. Right. And yeah, man, this is going to be a hell of a ride. But it's going to get bumpy before we get there. But that's what we're here for. Anyways, Phil, there was an open source software release today. Why don't you tell everybody about it? Software releases. The software releases are brought to you by CypherSafe. Check them out. CypherSafe.io. Store your seed in the Cypher wheel. Nico got himself the Cypher grid. Best place to store your seed. Tamper-proof, pet-proof, thrust-proof. This thing is made of steel. Anyways, the link is down below. We've got join market version 0.9.4 that was released. That is a mixing service. Check out the link down below in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you, Phil. Oh, sorry. I didn't want you guys to... You're drinking more maple syrup than I I am. Now you're making me feel less like a Canuck than I am. And dude, since BTZ sessions, he told me that's how he wakes up in the morning. It is so true. Take a shot of maple syrup. You're good to go. I'm just kidding, guys. It's a joke. Don't do that. You'll get the it's di- gonna cause diabetes. Diabetes, diabetes. Um, <laughs> but anyways, guys, we have a lot of stuff planned for the the next year. Now that uh, Phil is full time, uh, we missed an episode. Forgive us, but we've been working on a roadmap. We have a lot of cool stuff in the works that you guys are gonna enjoy. We are gonna ramp up the pleb signal. So bear with us. And of course, guys, if you enjoyed the show, you know what to do. Smash that like button. And of course, if you want to continue hearing the catastrophic fails from the collapsing fiat system and the Bitcoin news from the PlayPlat perspective, definitely consider subscribing. And we'll see you tomorrow, guys, for a brand new episode of Simply Bitcoin. Our minds are more powerful than we think. Yeah.